gentlemen, or however you identify yourself, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Chips and Bits podcast. I am your host, Primero, uh, Kenny, and with me, as always, is our host, Segundo, Matt Anderson. Man, just another 15 seconds, you could have gone one minute. Really? Yeah. Well, it's important for... Well, uh, you're also not including all the time before. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 Hey, Matt. Hey, how's it going? Good. Another month has passed. Indeed. And what a beautiful Monday it is. It's great Monday. Wait. The yes. first Monday of the month. That gets me every which time. Which is when everyone's <laughs> going to be hearing this. Man, such a great Monday today. Oh, God. Do you remember the thing with the guy? Yeah, I love, having, I love in that CNN kind of and the reporting? <clears throat> yes. We are talking about our favorite fairy tale, The Wolf Among Us by Telltale Games. A Wolf Among Us, not not to be confused. Yes. And, Wait, uh, it's a wolf, not the wolf? Is it the wolf or a wolf among us? I don't actually know the answer to that question. That's fair. You know, mm. we could look this up, but we learned not to include our personal devices in the podcast area. We. I mean, I did. Yes. You can check your phone, and maybe I can bullshit for a little bit while we go through it. Let's not. All right. So, A Wolf Among Us. Matt, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was uh, really good. Really good? Why did you think it was really good? Uh, A lot of reasons. But uh, How about we start with number one? To start with, you know, we we definitely need to start with our favorite qualifier, which is the art direction. (laughs) The art direction is fabulous. The art direction is great. I don't even know what that word means, that that concept means anymore. It doesn't, and I'm just using it for to, to, you know. Is it the creative direction? Yeah, I mean. Is it art direction? In this particular sense, it's more just the style that they decide to apply to the game. Can't there both be an art director and a creative director? So... The if you're familiar with any of the other Telltale games, it's got that uh, which we've done a podcast. It's for. got that Telltale Telltale aesthetic. Well, um, no, it has better than the Telltale aesthetic. It does, but it's you know it's the uh, cell shaded comic booky sort of look uh, at first blush. But then they it takes place in the 80s, I believe, in the, in the story. 1986, I think. Three sounds great. Three or six sounds. We're not. Well, we're not, not going to do a bet again. No, because but you haven't cashed in your Steam game from last time. No, because I thought that was up to you, the timing and everything. Oh, it was really about a Steam sale. Really, it was about the appropriate game. We'll figure it out. I'm just trying to keep continuity a thing on this podcast. Yeah, and I'm just trying to keep you on the... Which reminds me, this podcast is brought to you by Delicatus. <laughs> Delicatus <laughs> Sandwich Shop. So, the aesthetic that they applied to this typical uh, cel-shaded comic look is kind of this 80s retro neon colors. Very neon. And it's really cool. It's a, It essentially looks like... Uh, if you're familiar with the movie Drive, how they did that throwback 80s look, it's like that and a comic book mixed together. And it makes for some really interesting lighting, a lot of really good colors throughout the, the different scenes. And so, yeah, it, I thought that part was... It, it's noticeable as soon as you start playing it. That was really cool. Yeah, and uh, if you play it on a PC and it's beautifully crisp and high resolution, it's really gorgeous. Yeah. It's just so well done. But complimenting it, 
It's just about everything else. Dealing with any sort of creative point in the game in terms of sound design and mm -hmm. uh, the music. The music is the first oh, yeah. thing you see in the game. The first thing you see. The first thing you experience in the game is yep. uh, the incredible music, yep. which has that killer opening song, which is like, bow, 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 bow. yeah, boom, yeah, bow, bow. yeah, it's yeah, so well, good. We'll see how close we got. But I'm yeah, not gonna edit uh, in music in this fucking one. Oh, that was so that was good. the extent of my uh, editing commitment. It was actually of, that was beyond one of your greater achievements. One beyond my editing commitment. So another thing uh, about this game is that again, like like the other Telltale games we're we're becoming familiar with now, um, it's it's a really uh, narrative driven, character driven story, and you have choices that you make in the game, and as you make those choices, they to a certain extent affect how you experience the rest of the story. Beyond that, how we played this game was different how we played previous Telltale games. How so? This was the first one that we played episodically. Versus The Walking Dead, which we played as a whole piece. That is definitely true, yeah. And that changes the experience of the game. It, it did, actually, uh, but not too much because I played the first episode, then I played the second episode, and then I was like, fuck this, I'm waiting for them all to come out, and then I'll play them all at right. the same time. Essentially, it changed it say, I'm not going to play this episodically at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it did, yeah, it kind of, it brings up a good point, actually, because it did change my opinion slightly on, because when I played... The Walking Dead, the thematic representation of it being episodic, the whole last time on The Walking Dead and right. this time, I thought that was really cool. And so it made me feel like, hey, this episodic gaming thing's really neat. Yeah. And then I actually experienced it in the present and was like, hey, this episodic gaming kind of dumb. I think the biggest problem is we didn't get to choose the time between episodes, obviously. Yeah. So, well, I mean, because... We were waiting for them to finish building it. Episode two took forever. Well, mm -hmm. forever since this really stupid term. Building games is fucking hard. I hate, I hate saying that stuff about building that shit because I know that it takes so much time to do this stuff. Um, but it took longer than they thought it would to get out the second episode. Usually their episodic games are released monthly. Hmm. But if you that. recall, episode two took like three months between the first one and the... the um, Second one. It took yeah, a while. I remember being a while, yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, that's obviously a big leap in time. And episode one ends on a cliffhanger, uh, which kind of holds you. A hell of a cliffhanger. It kind of holds you for, like, I want to say a good few weeks, but yeah. then it just sort of drifts off into the ether. Yeah, no, I thought it did a better job than that. And I think, actually, you hit on what I'm, you know, what I'm starting to kind of come to an opinion on. And that is that, like, really good TV shows, there are definitely TV shows out there that if they're really, really good at keeping the story consistent and nailing the cliffhangers, then you don't forget as much, right? You're, you were very invested in what was going on and how it ended so that when it picks up again, it's not difficult for you to keep going. You know, right. so like a comparative would be like Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was really good at creating these little strings between the ending and the beginning of each episode. Or the season finales of Lost. I didn't watch that show, so uh, I'm, I'm or a loser. Those season finales of X Files? <laughs> uh, no. So but that was really episodic show. At the same time, you know, you still have this. It's really nice to sit down and watch a whole bunch of episodes of Break. It's the whole like Netflix thing they're doing right now, or like they're releasing a whole bunch of games. They're doing it all at once, and that's kind of cool. So like the video game, you know, version of that is kind of I'm kind of of the same opinion. The 
the difference between episode one and episode two of A Wolf Among Us didn't bother me. Like, that weight didn't actually bother me because I thought the cliffhanger at the end of episode one was so good right. and fit the, the story and the vibe for what I was experiencing at that time. It was not forgettable. I knew exactly where I was when we picked up on two and it didn't bother me. So, real quick, before we, we continue on this topic, a, diver, a divergence, if you will, allow me that. Sure, okay. Uh, as a fan of the comic book series, I've read all the comic book series of Fables. This, the, the Fables originates, A Wolf Among Us originates from this comic book series called Fables, written by Bill Willingham, I believe his last name is, although I am always wrong on these things. Bill Will, yes. Um, really, really well done. Really uh, smart, well-written uh, stories. Um, I happen to have read um, absolutely none of them. Yeah, so we have different perspectives there. Sure. So, uh, the cliffhanger that Matt's talking about is you find Snow White's head on a door. Uh, on your doorstep. On your doorstep. Yeah. And Snow White's like a big character. They build her up. The only problem with knowing the, the, the comic books, which are set in the future, is that Snow White is alive and well. Oh. I, I didn't <laughs> know that the comics take place so after this game. The comic, the comic series takes place... In modern times, it takes place after the game. Oh, interesting. So seeing Snow White's head on the ground and knowing that full well that she's alive, there's a couple things that come into play. Huh. One is that, uh, obviously that it's not Snow White. Yeah, sure. Which was true. Was true, yes. It was a troll. Yeah. <laughs> it was It was a, a troll. dirty, dirty troll. It was a slutty, dirty <laughs> troll, which... He's not kidding. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Just play the game. You'll figure it out. Right. Uh, well, not really slutty. Just doing her job, man. That's, I apologize that's, that's for one, that term. That's one way to put it. I apologize it. for that term. She's just doing her job, man. <laughs> uh, that was bad of me. The uh, the comic books, uh, or, or that the mystery for me was, how are they going to bring her back? And the comic books, uh, fables who are really popular, like Snow White. Mm-hmm sort of have this ability to return from the dead of sorts. But it's not really clear. He never really clears up those lines. So I was wondering if they were going to go that route with it. But they went the fake route. Hmm. So it was kind of confusing. It wasn't like... It was like shocking because I, I wouldn't expect them to kill one of the main characters through all 150 issues of Fables. Sure, yeah. Um, but... Um, so I, I really, I don't know if that added or detracted from it, to be honest with you. I mean, it's a good, it's a good point, because I mean, one of, there, there's thank not... Thank you. Wait, thank you for saying that's a good You're point. Welcome. You're welcome. And, I can't know, say it very often, so... Every, every <laughs> once in a while, I get a win, and I just am able to continue about my business. There's not much that you can seriously criticize about this game, in my opinion. I thought most of the parts of it were super well done, um... One of the things that was difficult for me was really the consistency. It was keeping track of where I was in the story. There's a lot of characters in it. So it has yeah. that sort of like Game of Thrones thing where you're like, wait, who are they talking about? What's this person? Yeah. And so for me, that, you know, line in the sand where you her head's on your doorstep. And I was like, holy shit. They just, they totally just offed a character. Right. Um, was really meaningful. And so I thought that was a particular high point in the game. And I could see how that not being. It was still a high for point. You. I mean, it was definitely one of the, the crazier plot points in the game. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really anything after that that was shocking. Um, Up until the very end. Yeah, and the very yeah. end wasn't even that shocking. It was actually confusing. A little confusing yeah, at first. Was... 
I had to read what people said. I had to read what people thought the ending was to understand what the ending well, was. Well, we did the right thing and we didn't talk about it. So I, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea what you thought of the ending or yeah. what you thought it meant or anything. So yeah. we could go there if you want. I mean, it's only 11 minutes in. We still haven't talked about the voice acting in this particular. Yeah. Well, let's thing. come back around to it then. Let's let's riff on the ending at, at the end. Yeah. I mean, that feels like something we never do. Sure. So, yeah. Or at least something I'd never do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... All these great characters, things like Mr. Toad mm-hmm. from, well, I, you know, the, I forget the book, but I know him from Mr. Toad's Wild Ride at Disneyland. Or, yeah, just the, how they introduce him. You know, you meet this guy and he's called the Woodsman. Yeah. And you're like, oh, who's this guy? And I then, think Grendel. Grendel's one of the characters. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and that's actually one of the funner parts about the comic book series, too, is how these characters have lived their lives in modern times mm-hmm. um, and who they are, who they revealed to be. Um, so it was cool to see it actually like with because most of the characters in this comic i sorry in the wolf among us aren't in the comic book hmm. the only exception is ichabod crane who shows up somewhere around issue 50 something or something like that he doesn't show up for a while um yeah so like mr toad i don't remember showing up for, until a little bit and uh the pig the pig that sleeps on your couch yeah He's awesome. He's in it. He's he plays an important part, and obviously Big B, which I needed a friend to come over to point out. Big B, his name is Big B, and he's the big bad wolf. But I didn't understand that Big B was just pretty much big, big, bad and the letter B. Really? Well, no. I mean, they spell it B I G B Y. Right, but it's but it's like a slant. Yeah. It's like they created this name from Big B Wolf. Yeah, which was cute. I, you know, that I'd Bill say, Willingham, so clever. I think it's great. It's surprising how much distance they can get out of just that particular concept, which is, hey, let's imagine what the big bad wolf would be like as a person. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so you get to kind of experience that person's guess. Right. And some people do really interesting, like, yeah. literature, like Bill Willingham yeah. with comics, and some people create Wicked. Great. Have you read Wicked? Nope. Oh, God. I hate Wicked. It's like, it, it's similar concept. Sort of a spin on somebody else's shit. Although it does, it doesn't take place in a different context. So anyway, I just really don't like Wicked. Okay. Well, Although I haven't on, seen the musical. It's on the record now. So you're, very good. You're good. Yeah. Uh, what, so, okay. So what else can we talk about? What else was, what else is good? Well, I want to go back to the voice actors. Let's do it. So all the characters came to life because the voice acting was, was probably the best out of any Telltale game I've played. It's, it's remarkable. That's why Big B Wolf earns what I think we call the Chips and Bits Peter Dinklage voice acting <laughs> trophy of the year for uh, best voice acting. Please tell me you came up with that on the spot. Yeah, it just came to me. Great. But mostly because Telltale has a Game of Thrones game too, and I just did that weird association. Yeah, well, it's, it worked. So uh, just so you know, Peter Dinklage did the voice acting in Destiny, which the you should check out our podcast on. It kind of fills in how the voice acting goes. And so just really, so you, know, you actually made a poor connection there. Because... Well, we're very sarcastic. Okay. So it's ironic. As it's an as, ironic award. As long as, it, as long as this is not the first podcast that someone's listening to. And they well, don't, you know, Fables is get. very literary. So it, being ironic in award name is also very literary. So yes, the voice acting was great. Um, and Bigby, the main actor, carried the whole thing so well. Yeah, although, you know, it... it she doesn't have. She's not highlighted as much, but the the whoever did the voice acting for Snow White was also really. I mean, she has some yeah. some pretty pinnacle scenes. Everyone, Mr. Toad was great. Yeah, he was awesome too. Yeah, um, and the the pig. Everyone just did a really good job. Enough so that 
when I think back about it, I think, man, they, that was like, they were all amazing. No one ever acted poorly or like was wooden in their dialogue. Yeah. Uh, well, so one, there's one character that I had a problem with both how they were introduced, how they came in and out of the game and the voice acting a little bit. And that was, was that the Jewish character because of your strong anti-Semitism? No. Oh, okay. Um, Bluebeard? Yeah, Bluebeard. Bluebeard, okay. yeah. So Bluebeard, so here, there was one problem that I had with this game, and that was that, so the, the red herring, they weren't very strong, the red herrings. when they, they, was, they would basically just like give you the name of a person. And I remember when they started talking about like Bluebeard, they just started talking about him. You hadn't met him yet. I don't read the comics, so I don't know who this person is. That's funny. I don't know who they're talking about. I know exactly who they were talking about. Totally, right? I knew exactly what it was going to be. But for me, I was like, well, who is this guy? And they just start talk, like adding him into conversation, like you should know who he is. Yeah. So they kept mentioning him, and I'm like, is this a good guy, bad guy, you know, all that. And then he shows up, and you're like, this is the guy? Right? Yeah. Like, he's just some sort of like dude in a suit. He's got a, he's got a goatee. With a goatee. And I thought the voice acting for his character was particularly questionable. I don't remember that. I remember not being disgusted by it it was i guess it fit the character especially there's this one interrogation scene where um uh you've captured uh crane yeah and you're interrogating him Mm -hmm. and you've got you know big b and he's all like crane this is really gritty and he's getting into it that's a good voice impression he's like speaking of continuity yeah he's like crane you're gonna tell me what i need to know blah he's all like and then uh which is one octave higher than the usual gruff uh, action hero, what we call the Deus Ex. <laughs> Deus Ex. Yeah, yeah. The, sorry. I just keep throwing you off your game. You're like stopping. Like. So you've got, so then you've got Crane in there and he's doing this really good sort of like wimpy sort of like, please don't, you know, whatever. And his voice acting was great too. And then you got Bluebeard. I don't even know if I can do an impression of him. He was just sort of like, he was trying to be authoritative and tell Bigby, hey, you should, you should do more. You should go harder on right. him. You should beat him up basically instead of just questioning him. But he's yep. like, Bigby, you really need to reconsider your interrogation tactics. Yeah. I didn't think it was that wooden. You should, well, well, we'll post it in the notes. We can have people vote. Yeah, on our poll mechanism? Yeah, on the poll mechanism. Yeah, yeah, just click the website to vote. Click the website. <laughs> click the, touch, touch your phone with your palm to I'm vote. I'm sure they're, they can figure it out. No, they can't. Yeah, they can go. They can go to the face tubes. They, and can't they can even figure out how to tell their comment. friends about this they podcast. Po- <laughs> Some people figured it out last month. Yeah, they did. Oh, good. So yeah. Hey, by the way, welcome new listeners. Hi. We're not underestimating your intelligence. Nope. So nice of you to join us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll post it in the notes, and if you think that Bluebeard's voice acting was great, then you can go to Kenny's Facebook page from our Facebook page and tell him he's an idiot. That seems extreme. (laughs) I mean, uh, if you do that, that would be amazing. Uh, But I don't expect any audience participant. I have little to no expectations of you audience. Well, I, every, every episode, I expect people to prove you wrong. Yeah. Well, there you go. Consummate professional. And I'm a little bit country. Optimist. Yep. Canadian. Canadian. Uh, Okay. So voice acting is great. What else? Uh, we've got aesthetic. You music. brought up you brought up an interesting point. The first episode had a really good red herring, but the rest of the episodes were pretty much felt like just following the plot. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, I think that was the delay. I think they had trouble figuring out the story. Maybe is what I read. Uh, I think they did a great job with it. Uh, 
And they also introduced a fable that wasn't in the books that was amazing, which is Bloody Mary, who was oh, so was great. Good. It was oh, so good. That's hard to believe. She's yeah, not and the, the bad she's guy, one of the, the best bad characters. guy was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the trial at the end. We're not at the end yet, but we're getting there. We're pretty close. Okay, uh, good. We're just rolling with it. Uh, Bloody Mary was essentially the the the, viol- the hired go- goon. Yeah, she's the, the right hand bad guy. Yeah, who's the bad guy's name? It's uh, Crooked Man. The Crooked Man, who yep. is also great. Ah, so good. And crooked. Yeah, well, I mean... It, Figuratively and... Literally. Yeah, crooked. Although arguably, questionably, crooked. Yeah, more... more. He's crooked and droopy. He did participate in crime, but he, did he kill the people? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Uh, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, Bloody Mary was really good and is actually one of the more intense sequences in a telltale game i played which is there's actually like a battle mechanic yeah uh with bloody mary that was one of the more challenging ones because bigby can turn from human into a wolf and part of the build-up over each episode which was really well done is he gonna turn into a wolf he slowly started like he'd get to a point where he got really angry and then start his transformation but never go full wolf yeah because in the comic books he's a gigantic fucking wolf like he is huge he's as huge as he was in the uh, he was pretty big in that. Yeah, he was thing. great. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, no, he can grow to like huge. He's like an incredibly powerful creature, and so to be able to turn into him and then fight Bloody Mary as as him is so good. Yeah, it was great. God, she was great. Whoever did the voice for her was spectacular. Yeah, not a lot of knocks on the voice actor. And then Tweedledee and Tweedledum. They were great. As goons, mm-hmm. that's perfect. Even the really like it's funny the first time they introduced uh, Beast and bell uh bell uh yeah uh i was like oh this is kind of corny and then they like the way that they progressed their particular intricacies of their relationship yeah by by the end i was like well this is really great how they developed those particular characters really nuanced approach which they kind of took from the books actually it's good i mean again i i keep drawing the the lines between that and what i consider to be really good tv shows but it's it's they they do a really good job uh, in this series in particular, of basically having these very, very subtle hints at what drives the characters that you're interacting with. Right. And as the story progresses, it, it's like uh, they get, they keep uh, pointing back to these things that you remember from a previous conversation, right. and you really feel like you got to know this weird stuff about these people. Which is actually one of the problems with the delays in episodes. Because it's yeah, harder it it to really remember hard. what some of the decisions you made were and yeah. how they affected the thing. But I'll tell you what. If you beat all of them and then you wait an entire calendar year at least to podcast about it, yeah, then maybe you can affect a small number of people that might hear that podcast and have the benefit and true joy of going out and being able to play all of the episodes at the same time. On their iPad if they want. Really? Yeah, it's on iPad. Oh, that, that's cool. Yeah, it's, I, like, it's like everywhere. Okay, well, yeah. Also, buy- typically, Telltale Games, another reason why you shouldn't wait for the... I mean, support artists and all that stuff, but they are usually on sale, the last game. It's usually like 30 bucks on the first episode when it comes out, and then the fifth episode, they're like, $6 gets you all the episodes. And you're like, yay. Well, that's great. You should, you should buy it, play them all. So let's. So we got we got to enough time to get to the end. We got enough filler to actually talk about the end, which, as you know, is my, the most important part of my contribution to the podcast. I don't think we missed anything critical of the goods. I can't think of too many bads. I mean, like really hard to 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 explain how it looks without showing you pictures. But we have a website. For we that. do. Yeah, we have we'll, a notes we'll section. Yeah, and it's it's great. I mean, yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, maybe you can even link to that song we mentioned, the title song. 
Yeah, of course I can. Yeah. Or you know what? Maybe you could just edit it into the podcast. Maybe I'll just sing it. I'll just sing it. I'll just sing the Wolf Among Us uh, soundtrack into the podcast. Okay, let's do it. All right. I I just did. Yeah. There it is. Uh, So the end of the game. As with all Telltale games, some of your moral choices come into play. It's always hard to tell with Telltale games how much some of your choices come into play. Yeah, and they don't, even coming into play might be the wrong term to use. It's, it's more just like how you actually experience the game. Right, the story. It's like subtle, subtle differences in, in, in how it goes. Yeah, not too much of the overall, you know, arc can change. So right. it's only the tiny things that they can change. So uh, you get to this point where essentially you have a trial, which is essentially a council of... All the uh, fables. All the important fables in the games. Mm-hmm. Contractually obligated to yeah. do voice acting work for the fifth episode. Yeah. Um, and the crooked man defends his point of view, saying that he didn't order these. the whole thing that says the plot into motion is these prostitutes getting killed. Yep. Which we didn't talk about at all. Fable prostitutes. There's a story behind this game, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. and it was really good, too. Yeah. That's, what, that's good. Maybe we could remove the spoiler tag, except for I'm talking about the end of this yeah, episode. Yeah, that's Yeah. Um, and... He makes he he was one of the first to make a convincing point. Yeah, like he was very very convincing, yeah. and so well written that even as I was sitting there knowing that he had done a bunch of shit, mm-hmm. uh, which he admitted to doing, mm-hmm. I still was like maybe 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 he didn't order the maybe he didn't order the prostitute. <laughs> I'm so cult. happy to hear you say that. Yeah. yeah, they they did this they did a build up where you're basically chasing this guy who you don't know who you're chasing at first. You finally figure out who it is. Then you have to go get him. And then you capture him. And so there's this all, all this build happening. And you get to the trial. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, he's done, man. This guy, put him yeah. in the ground. Like, what a murderer. Whatever. And, you know, you get around all the fables. And you're basically like, yeah, I caught him. He did some stuff. Let's punish him. And half the people are like, okay. And half the people are like, maybe not. And, and then, then the crooked man basically defends himself and does this long diatribe. And I was like, Huh. <laughs> Okay, I guess he's got a point. It was so well written that <laughs> yeah. this guy and whose sidekick you would eventually like that was trying to kill you. Yeah, that you're just like, oh man. Well, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, what should we do? Uh, but I killed him because fuck that guy. You threw him down the wishing well. Oh yeah, totally. I threw him all the way down. Yeah, there. just yeah. deep down the wishing well. The wishing well is death for fables, pretty much. It's pretty much their ether. That's twice I used ether in this podcast. It was great. The I did, I usage did. of ether or throwing the guy down? Throwing him wish. down. Oh, well, that yeah. feels... I mean, Your use of ether was meh. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair no, enough. I, I really enjoy... So, like, I don't want to overstate what I just stated, which was... They did a good job of making me, while he was doing his defense, go, oh, yeah, this is interesting. But as soon as the dialogue choice came out, it was like, throw him down or not throw him down? I was like, oh, throw him down. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. See, I was. I took some time with it. No, not me. Yeah, no, I, I took I was some like, time. You can pander like to somebody that. else. I like that That even though you generally generally choose moral absolute goods, uh, that you're just like, yeah, no, we got to kill this guy. Yeah, he's got to go. <laughs> uh, it turns out at the very end, though, there's like a dun-dun-dun sort of twist. Which was super odd. Which uh, was hard, was what I read about. Which was, I, so tell me what you think, explain what happens and tell me what you think happened and then I'll tell you what I read. Okay. So, so longest story short, there was a, there was a collection of prostitutes. Yes. uh, Four, if I remember correctly. Yep. And a different number of them are murdered or killed or whatever throughout the story. Right. And then this one that ends up uh, talking to you at the end of the game is the one that has sort of 
uh, led you through hints to get to the crooked man, to find him, to find the guy who's behind all this. Mm -hmm. And then after you throw him down the wishing well, you are having this conversation with this remaining prostitute, and she reveals some really weird stuff. One, that it was her that put the head on your doorstep. Mm -hmm. Preach. And the reasoning for that was she wanted to hint you know she wanted to get you riled up and involved in the situation because she knew you could help you know bring down the crooked man amen she also shows up at the trial to become the only really character witness that anybody believes that actually gives you the power and authority to kill the crooked man right and then reveals that she kind of lied about that she 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 did lie about yeah she didn't have any of the 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 witnessing accounts that she said she did but she knew that she wanted to be able to give you the choice to punish him or not so she said it anyways yeah and if that's not questionable enough, you get done with this conversation and she like starts leaving like, okay, well, see you later. And then what she says at the very end is the same thing that the original prostitute who you talked to in the first episode who was murdered says to you when she was leaving right. word for word. Yeah. So that was my experience. I was like, wait, so is she the same prostitute? Did she fake like they have this stuff in the game called glamour, which is basically like magic that makes you look like anyone you in want to mythos, look like. In the mythos, not just in the game. Sorry, in the mythos. Yeah. In uh, and so I'm like, did she glamour herself to look like this other prostitute, and then that prostitute got killed, and now she's sort of like taking her, you know, identity, or was it the other way around? Did, did she, who she's pretending to be, get killed first, and then? Like I have no idea. So but... what I read, and this is mind you, this is Wikipedia. So it's not a, a not a for sure source. Is that she was the one in the beginning that the the prostitute had already been killed? Which one though? N- like she's Narissa. Narissa, Narissa is name, yeah. the Little Mermaid. Yeah, she's the Little Mermaid, and she glamoured herself to look like the dead girl. Look like Faith. Yes. Okay, so Narissa gets pretty much killed. sets the no. She doesn't get killed. She glamours herself, goes and creates an instance with the. The um, lumberjack. The okay, but so the first girl that gets killed, who we think is, is Faith, already dead, and her head is already cut off. Face head. They're saying that face head was already cut off and pretty much dead, and that Narissa glamoured herself as Faith, uh, went to the lumberjack to cause trouble, which brought Bigby into the indirect because she can't speak. They they have That's this weird too. They have this uh, spell on them where they can't speak. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Uh, for most you can't of the leave game. it at that because that's another question for me at the end of the game. These these girls have these ribbons tied around their neck, which prevents them from talking or telling the truth in any way. Which right. is why she says she has to hint and like lead you in a direction. Right. And so that's you've what seen she... that one of the other girls who by herself chooses to remove the ribbon. Yeah. Her head falls off. Well, she was the spellcaster. Oh, so that's why she can take it off in the end. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I thought that was another piece of it. I was no, like, how come she can take it off all of a sudden? That spellcaster copied her ribbons, okay, and then okay. like for them to go dead, she had to kill herself, okay. which was great. So it's just the identity questions. The only one we have, then. right? Which they think, which I think makes the most sense, is that the girl whose head you find in the at the end of the first episode is already dead. Hmm. Uh, not the troll. Sorry, the girl whose head you find that prompts the whole thing in emotion is already dead. And that because the Little Mermaid can't speak to Big B directly, goes and causes trouble with a glamour to start him on the case. Hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. It's not very interesting, though. No, it's not. Which is, you know, 
I, I don't want to. I don't want to put any thoughts in Telltale's head since they're all going to be listening to this podcast while right. we're working on the next season. Right. But it'd be a lot more interesting if, for some reason, she wanted to be that other girl. Like, well, I think this the arcs. I mean, this is a this is like a noir. It's like a detective. This the the arc. The story ends with her going away. It doesn't. Con- I don't know if it does. I, it doesn't continue afterward. It might. I doubt it. What What if she accidentally? What if she did something? Right while she was glamoured as Faith, and then that ended up getting Faith killed, and it was her fault. Yeah, but there are much. I mean, the, then they have to use the same cast of characters. Generally, I mean, they could probably broaden it. I just don't think it's going to go that way. I think they are making a a sequel, but it's not going to be called The Wolf Among Us. Uh, no, I think it's like a sheep nearby. <laughs> I have no the idea what it's called. The farm. They haven't announced anything. Yeah, farm because they that, they haven't even touched upon the farm yet, which is really cool. Yeah, farm is where all the animals who can't look like humans go. All the yeah. fables. It's really sad, actually, in the game. The whole thing, the whole series, yeah. is just kind of sweet and bittersweet. Yeah, yeah. So I guess bittersweet, really, just as a general thing. But that is all the time we have for this podcast. It's too bad. Hashtag all the time we have for this podcast. I understand if we incorporate hashtags, we get some sort of social media exposure. Hashtag social media exposure. Interesting. Yeah. Which is weird because I was actually, I looked because my uh, my app, my Outlook app has mm-hmm. a hashtag when you inbox zero, when you get all the emails out of the way. And I was like, people don't do this. This is so stupid. And you clicked on it. And, and then I went on Twitter do. and there's like hundreds of people uh-huh. who yeah. are like t- declaring proudly that they have no mail in their inbox. So hashtag listening chips and bits. Yeah. Hashtag chipsies bitsies. Yeah. On whatever, Instagram, I don't know. Sure. Show us where you listen to our podcast, unless it's of sexual nature. Yeah. Wait. Yes. Unless it's case, of sexual nature. Just, just show me. Yeah, yeah. Just show Matt. Just uh, go on Matt's <laughs> Facebook page, <laughs> uh, which is the Chips and Bitch page, and put your dumbass and then your naked selfie. There you go. Yeah. Dick pics for everyone. We've up the hashtag answer. Matt Anderson dick pics, please. Uh, and that's it for our podcast. I am Kenny Myers. And I am Matthew Anderson. And next time, we actually know next time, we're going to talk about another adventure game. Broken Age. Hashtag Broken Age nice. on the Chips and Bits podcast. It'll be great. Should be super fun. And then I think after that, maybe Alien? Maybe, if we get it done, yeah. Super cool, man. Super cool. So thank you so much for listening, and y'all have a lovely Monday on this beautiful day. Hashtag Ether. <laughs> <laughs>